0: Okay, so heads I propose to her, tails I don't. Order the buckler and shield and prepare for battle. Welcome back to the church at astray we are so glad that you guys are here this morning my name is pastor caleb and i am the family pastor here at the church which means that i do uh, a lot of things so i'm over the kids and uh, I help out with the connection groups, community groups, and uh, discipleship, and, and just basically anything else that Charles needs me to do, um, I do it. I'm like a gopher, it's, it's awesome, it's great, I love it. And so um, every now and again, he, uh, he lets me come over here and hang out with you guys, and I'm super excited. Usually I'm over in Kids Church, and we're having a huge party over there every week, dancing and singing and playing games, and having way more fun than you guys are having over here. I'm sorry, it's true. We just have more fun over there in Kids Church because that's what we do. We love having fun, right? So, but man, I'm so happy to be here with you guys this morning. And for those of you who are watching online, man, we are so glad that you have chosen to uh, take a little bit out of your day to be with us as well. So we are on this series. We're in actually about to wrap it up um, on a series called Divine Direction. And we have been talking about... Um, decisions and making decisions and making God-honoring decisions and how we can do that. That's pretty difficult, right? Making choices, like you just saw in that video, that's hard to do, um, and we make choices every single day from, all right, um, when I get up out of bed, what time am I gonna get up this morning, or am I gonna hit that snooze button, or am I gonna like, get up on the first alarm? Uh, my wife will tell you, uh, we've only been married for uh, a little bit, a few months, and uh, she found out very quickly that I have about 10 alarms set um, between six and seven a.m., um, about every five minutes to go on to help me uh, get up. And so, um, man, but what, what are we gonna do? What, what breakfast are we gonna eat? And then what shirt am I gonna put on? Should I, should I just, you know, uh, do the, the wrinkle thing where I like flip the shirt a couple of times and put it on, or do I iron it? We make so many de- decisions every day. We make so many decisions, a lot of times, uh, we, we make some of them automatically. But then there are big decisions, right? Um, we make big decisions that that really, that have a lot of big life applications and implications for us. Um, and so, man, that's what we've been talking about. We've been talking about um, just all of these decisions. Uh, we've been having this key thought uh, throughout divine direction, we're gonna put it up there. Um, the key thought is that the decisions today make, uh, the decisions that we make today determines the stories that we will tell tomorrow, right? The decisions that we make today will determine that the the stories that we tell tomorrow, we've got another key thought that I love, um, and it's that uh, direction, not intention, determines our destination. So the series is not called Divine uh, Divine Destination, but it's called Divine Direction. Because that means that God is more concerned about the direction that our life is headed and who we are and who we are becoming uh, more so than, you know, where we land and where we end up, which is just a huge relief. Because that means that if I decide to eat uh, the sugary cereal, um, as long as I'm praying about it first, it's going to be okay, (laughs) right? Right, so that's good, I got a couple of laughs, okay. Thank you, I appreciate that sympathy laugh, that was good, okay. So, um, today, what we are going to be talking about um, is this idea of, We're going to be talking about this idea of connect now. I want to do something I'm a very interactive kind of guy with the kids You know I have to like engage them or else they fall asleep on me or start running around the room um, Like crazy people right, so I'm going to engage you guys a little bit Um, Raise your hand if you are here and you have Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, LinkedIn, any of those sort of things some of you guys are like, I don't know what some of those things are that you just said. That's okay, that's all right. Very good, excellent. I figured everybody did, so I want you to do something for me. I want you to, how many of you guys have Facebook on your phone? Facebook is the most popular. Awesome, very good, it's okay, there's no shame. Good. Enough. Go ahead and pull it up for me, and I want you to see how many friends that you have on Facebook. If you were in our community groups, you did this little fun drill, and uh, I'm gonna pull up mine as well. And we're gonna see, wow, my number jumped up, cool. Um, So, that's fun, all right? So, I want you to see if you can find out how many friends you have on your Facebook account. Now, I showed that I have 1,739 friends on Facebook. Yeah. That's good stuff, right? That's, that's fun. That's, that's a good amount of people. When I wrote this, I had 1,730, so I got nine more friends in, like, a few days. woo gave me. All right? So, very good. I don't know. joy. All right, so um, somebody, uh, who is the brave soul and is going to be willing to share with me how many friends you have? All right, right here. 282. 282 friends. That's a good number seven seven friends wow i need to be your friend that's awesome that's good anybody else anybody else have a have a number want to be brave enough to share their number how many do you have 179 179 you guys make me feel very bad about my thousand friends <laughs> all right very good how many do you have right here 85, 85. wow okay very good cool <laughs> i've got a lot of friends on facebook okay maybe i need to be a little bit more picky about it who i choose to friend on facebook okay very good so you're, why why am I why am I mentioning this? Okay. By the way, you can like the church out a stray if you want to. You can find us on Facebook and like us there if you want. That's cool. You know, um, while you're on Facebook, you might as well. All right, maybe take a selfie. Hey, what's up? I'm at church. Cool. It's fun. You know, we're letting you do that at church. This is a fun place. This is awesome. Okay, we can let you do that. All right, but why why does it matter? One thousand seven hundred. When I wrote this, one thousand seven hundred and thirty friends. That's 1,730 individuals that I'm connected to. Some of you guys said 300, 400, 800 friends. Now, the crazy thing is, is there are people that have way more friends than me on social media, right? In between maybe uh, several of your uh, social media accounts, you have a lot of friends, and that's, that's a lot of connections, right? Those are individuals that you have that are a part of your, your life that you're connected to, and that got me thinking. I was like, man, friends. I don't know that I would honestly say that I have 1,730 friends. Right? That's that's kind of crazy. But they they are my friends. But I don't. But they're not really friends. And so that got me thinking, man. This idea of friends has changed a lot over uh, the past 20. years. Years right. I'm gonna put up a picture uh, on the screen. Who here remembers uh, this television show? Yeah, you guys remember that? That was a good one, right? Yeah, Cheers, good stuff. Everyone knows your name. Oh, all the feel good stuff, right? Let's let's go to the next one. Man, what about this show? Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, great show. All right. And then we've got, of course, this show Friends. Okay, yeah, I know my, my friend Jen back there loves the show, it's good. All right, and then, and then finally, this one is actually one that's still on the air right now, The Big Bang Theory, right? These are, these are great shows. These are four of the most popular television shows of all time. And uh, what are they about? What are they about? So somebody, uh, this is an interactive thing, okay? I'm just letting you know right now, Right? right? I'm not just gonna let you sit there, right? What are these shows about? What's something that these shows are about? Yeah, what are they about? Reality. Okay. They're about reality, right? They're about real life. What else are they about? Yeah. Relationships, right? They're about reality. They're about relationships, right? They're all about being connected. And I think it's very interesting, right, that from, you know, from the first episode of Cheers, which I believe premiered back in the 80s, and, and there's been a TV show that is about a group of friends hanging out doing live together. And the the Big Bang Theory is still on television right now. So we've got this huge span of time where this idea has been wildly popular. And I began to think to myself, well, why Why is this so popular? And I believe that the reason that these TV shows are so popular, even long after the final episode airs, like people watch these shows over and over and over and over again, right? Why is that? I think because we all, deep down, we long for that sort of connection. Right? We long to have those relationships where we can just be who we are without judgment and we have people who will come alongside of us and do life with us and will fly across the world for us and, and, and you know, go through life with us. You know, if we have, you know, heartache or, you know, we, maybe we lose a house, we can have somebody that, you know, we can move in with or if we go through like a divorce or loss of a loved one or, or relationship problems that we can have somebody that like is there loving on us and where and we can talk to and no matter what, they're right there with us, right? And I think that there's a lot of comfort in that, and we yearn for that sort of thing, which is why we like watching it on TV, right? And I think that uh, more and more that we are we are lacking that. It's becoming an increasingly rare thing, this sort of relationship. Now, Charles, a couple of weeks ago, he talked about this idea of stop, right? Um, and he said, you know, a lot of a lot of really really good stuff. It, you can go online and, uh, on YouTube and watch the sermons. Uh, they've really been a, a blessing in um, and, and my and, and Megan's life. I know we've really enjoyed them. But he talked about this idea of stop. And he encouraged us to take a good look at our lives and see if there was anything in our lives that was holding us back From uh, pursuing Christ if there was anything in our lives that was keeping us from being um, You know from pursuing Jesus like we needed to and he singled out this idea of um, uh, Addiction right? He said man if there's anything that you're addicted to um, whether that be Maybe like smartphones or um, maybe a, a relationship that's unhealthy or, or whatever that might be. Maybe it's something more serious. But, you know, he, he played a funny clip and, you know, the guy said, stop, stop it. Just stop. Right. And he said that if we're, um, you know, addicted, if we're putting something in front of Christ, then we need to stop it. Um, and so as I was preparing for this sermon, and, and the ideas that we're talking about today, he sent me a really awesome uh, TED talk. A guy named Johan Hari, and he talked all about addiction and how to help people that were struggling with addiction. And it's, it was great, uh, it was amazing. Johan Hari is the guy's name. You can look him up, it's a great, great video. But um, I thought it was really, really good. He said something very powerful at the end of the talk. He said that the opposite of addiction is connection. I thought that, oh man, that's so good. He said the opposite of addiction is connection. And and he was talking about how to help people that were Addicts, And he said that actually the best thing that we can do is um, with somebody who is struggling with addiction, whatever that might be, is instead of like threatening um, our love or threatening our relationship with them is, um, you know, if they do this, this and this, then we'll love you. Right. He said actually studies have shown like recent studies have shown that the best solution, the best way that we can help somebody that's struggling with addiction is to actually love them unconditionally. man so the opposite of addiction is connection and the best way to help somebody who is going through something like this is to love them unconditionally now where do you think the best place that somebody can experience connection and unconditional love is in the world in America today where do you think the best place that they can experience that is what yeah in the church, or at least it should be the best place that we, they experience that, right? Why? Because that's what our leader did, right? The church should be full of people who are pursuing Jesus and following Jesus and people who are just seeking truth and want help, right? And so if our leader, the guy that we are modeling ourselves after, the guy who established the church, that's what he was all about. He said, you know what? The two biggest commands are to love God and to love people. And the kind of love that Jesus demonstrated was unconditional love. So that's the kind of love that we should be just handing out in mass. That's the kind of love that when people walk through the doors of the church and they're hurting, they're going through something, man, they should they should experience just this unconditional love that's crazy, that doesn't make any sense. But we just keep giving it out anyway, because that's what Jesus did, right? He he went to the cross and he died for uh, for the whole world and he took the punishment for for sin that that he wasn't you know that he wasn't guilty of that's unconditional that's huge that's what a leader did and so we should be doing the exact same thing and so I, I've got good news for you guys like if you're uh, you, you're struggling with addictions or you know somebody that is man the church is the best place that you can be now we're not perfect Right, The church is full of imperfect people and we're not going to be perfect at this, but man, I believe that this is the best shot that somebody has. And as the church, we've got the best chance of helping people that are struggling with these things. It's amazing. Okay, so the, the opposite of addiction is connection, being connected with a people, a group of people, friends right and then the best way to cure that is unconditional love now some of you are like okay well that's cool I'm not addicted to heroin or crack cocaine or you know anything like that so I'm good to go right you're like I can just shut down and shut up and I don't need connection then I don't need the church well I would argue maybe you actually do okay because why do we need friends why are connections important okay and and I've got one word that um, I think will make an impact and answer that question. Anybody wanna guess what that word is? It's okay, take a guess. Love. Huh? Love, that's good. That's not the word I'm thinking of, though. Why do you need friends? Why does it matter that we have friends, that we have connections? acceptance, Acceptance, support, those are all things that friends give us. But accountability. accountability yeah that's good so the word those are all really those are the things that friends give us but the word i'm looking for why somebody would need friends if somebody doesn't think wow well, why do i need friends why do i need the church i'm good i'm not addicted i don't need I, I don't need love or support or whatever here's what i would propose to you the word that i'm thinking of is huh okay. is influence influence yeah influence why does it matter because we are always being influenced by those around us. Now, even if you don't um, have a lot of people that you have around you, if for some reason you're living in a bubble and you never have any human interaction, Well. that's impressive, good job. It's possible nowadays, right? But we we are always being influenced by those around us, the people that we work with, the people that we go to school with, everybody. We are surrounded by people that are influencing us. Uh, they're always sharing their beliefs, their ideas, what they think about something. They're always trying to influence us. And even um, if, you, if you don't ha- interact with any humans whatsoever, you probably still watch TV, you probably still listen to the radio, and even then, you're being influenced by all of these things. Right. If you did nothing but listen to only CNN or did only listen to Fox News for like an entire year, you would probably be starting to be influenced one way or the other. Right. There's a very big difference between those two. You're being influenced by something at all times. And so, guys, it's very important that we that we know that um, those things that influence us, they matter.